where did you learn all that, those skill sets to be able to go and basically do it on your own right away? Uh, I learned it from working acquisition for someone else and providing value to them. Um, and it's really not just even on the sales side of things, but I mean, we're doing multifamily development right now. We're same thing. I would find deals early on that most people would try to take down themselves and I'd go bring it to someone, sell it to them for pennies on the dollar in exchange for knowledge. So I think, yeah. you know, providing value is one of the biggest things you can do at least early on, you know, in this game. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm Nicole Kamanjian. I'm here with Cody Richard and the host of this show, Jeff Rappaport. This is episode 249. And today we have special guests, Nick Anderson and Brandon Vizoso. If you're looking for a mentor, check out ROIMentors.com. Jeff has two mentorships, the Apprentice Program and the Creative Financing Academy. You can learn more about these mentorships at ROIMentors.com. While listening to this episode, if you guys have questions, please head over to the Creative Financing Podcast Facebook group. If you're not part of the community, just search the Creative Financing Podcast in Facebook and ask to join. Looking for a free creative financing class? Jeff hosts a virtual one on Zoom the second Thursday of every month, so bring your questions. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can ask your questions in the comments below. Lastly, we want to thank you for subscribing, liking, and sharing this podcast with your friends. Well, you like my new of, intro, Jeff? What's that? Yeah, I do like the new <laughs> intro. Thanks, Nicole. And with one little amendment, Cody is not with uh -oh. us today, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he will be back. Um, so first of all, thank you both for, for joining us today. Um, I've gotten to know you over the last few months. You're in my Creative Financing Academy, and we actually just chatted. You're in Collective Genius. I know you've gone through um, sub two training, uh, and I bet my best guess is that there's probably some other stuff that you've done as well or are doing now um, concurrently. And the, the reason that I wanted to have both of you on is that I'm impressed with how quickly you've picked things up and what, what you've done as far as taking creative finance, using it in your business, and basically growing your business real quickly. And I think our listeners will, uh, I'm always interested in getting different people's perspectives on uh, what they're doing, how they're doing it, what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, there's not a one way fits everyone kind of model. And uh, I, the true reason I wanted both of you on is I want people to understand what's possible. Um, so if we can take a few minutes and get an idea of who you guys are and how long you've been doing this and uh, and what you're doing, that kind of thing, some some background, and then uh, we'll go, we'll dive deeper into some things that you guys do really well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I I spent a lot of time in my previous W-2. Um, so I was an athlete into my mid-20s, had an injury, ended up working in the oil field and in kind of gravel pits. And I found myself in a lot of heavy equipment, which allowed me a lot of time to what I eventually discovered, you know, listening to podcasts, books, et cetera. Um, a lot of time, 12, 14 hours, you know, in that equipment by yourself. So I, a couple of years ago, discovered your podcast along with a couple of others. 
Um, started just educating myself and kind of turned that into a, a classroom of sorts where I, I could listen to a couple of books a day or, you know, 10 or 12 podcasts and started just learning the basic concepts of real estate, wholesaling, creative finance in general. Um, and I would say after about six months of doing that, I reached out to, uh, I actually read a book and, you know, so said, you know, go, pro go provide value to someone else. Right. And so I found somebody who was doing um, some wholesaling happened to be his first flip. And I found him on like a social bigger pockets, you know, and said, Hey, the numbers look great. I had no idea what I was talking about, but said, Hey, the numbers look awesome. Um, flip looks great. How can I, you know, provide value to you? So started out just going and taking pictures and videos of properties after work that kind of developed into, Hey, how can I add more value to this guy? Um, I started learning kind of sales and how to talk to sellers at that point. And so he you took know. you on basically. He he's like, hey, uh, you, you'll give me some value, and I'll I'll help you kind of see what goes on behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. And and at that time, I couldn't I couldn't offer much. I mean, I have a, a mentor that told me when I started, you can offer, you know, um, money, time, relationships, or um, I can't think of the the fourth one, but at the time I only had time to offer, right? Sure. And it wasn't very much time because I was working so much. So um, just, yeah, just trying to figure out where I could add value to him. Um, that eventually turned into, hey, can I make some phone calls for, for you? And from there, I, I really just started diving into it, um, you know, full steam. So I started working acquisition on the weekends, um, going and getting appointments that he had negotiated over the phone. Um, signed in person and, you know, slowly started just developing my skill set over the next six months or so. Um, and by that point, started getting some traction, a few wholesale deals here and there, um, and decided just to kind of take the dive and, wow. you know, and quit my W-2. Um, the stars kind of aligned. I had a couple of contracts in escrow and had a bad day with my boss and just kind of, <laughs> said, all right, this is it. So I How long ago was this, Brandon? This was in, um, it's been a, a little over a year now Wow! since I, since I quit my W2. Um, and so, or no, excuse me. It's been two years, two years, it's been two years now. Yeah. Since I quit my W2, I worked acquisition with, with Ryan Weimer, who was, uh, we built up, uh, we were doing, you know, on average five to seven deals per month, just really wholesaling at that point. And he was an experienced investor, correct? Yeah. I mean, he was, he had been doing it. He was doing about a deal a month when I met him, okay. um, you know, somewhere around there. And then over, uh, I got to kind of witness him build out a business, you know, while I was working acquisition, which really helped, gave me a kind of a launching pad into starting my own business because I, Obviously, I got to I got to learn while I was making money, and I would get to evaluate deals as I was bringing the deals in. So that was super super valuable in my journey. Yeah, um, yeah. So I so I, I got to the point where I was doing five to seven deals on my own per month in acquisition. Um, was it just you at this point? It was just me. Yep. And so okay. I transitioned into my own business. I kind of kept that momentum, and I was doing a few deals per month, but realized that. I really just had a high paying job at that point, you know, and so I really wanted to look into uh, having an actual business. Um, and so I started bringing on other people in acquisition to kind of free up my time to help grow the business and work on different facets of the business. Um, 
I found Nick in a, in another group, um, you know, in, in another mentorship, he came on an acquisition and I realized pretty quickly he had what it took, um, you know, both from a taking action perspective, um, but, but also just, you know, he would go above and beyond. So that eventually turned into a relationship where he's now the COO of Creative Home Solutions, um, has helped, you know, implement a lot of systems, processes, things that were all in my head that, you know, we're able to actually get on paper, document, and um, has made things a lot easier. So now it's, it's, it's to the point where I had to take a few steps back, but now we're able to, to scale a little bit faster. Um, Nick, you want to well, before we get to Nick, I want to ask you a couple of quick questions because so I love that you figured out a way to get in real estate and learn from someone that's doing by providing value, right? Which is, and you were clear, all you had was some time and it wasn't a whole lot, but you were willing to do what you needed to do. When you started now, you're 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 having to generate leads you're pre-screening those leads you're determining what to make offers on and um so where did you learn all of that those skill sets to be able to go and basically do it on your own right away uh, i learned it from working acquisition for someone else and providing value to them um and it's really not just even on the sales side of things but I mean, we're doing multifamily development right now. We're same thing. I would find deals early on that most people would try to take down themselves and I'd go bring it to someone, sell it to them for pennies on the dollar in exchange for knowledge. So I think, yeah. you know, providing value is one of the biggest things you can do at least early on, you know, in this game. Yep. Uh, which I find to be very impressive that you were able to do the amount that you were doing all by yourself and doing every aspect of it right and i i assume that you started out wholesaling is that true yeah yeah so i obviously the goal was to buy and hold but i didn't have money so it was figuring out you know that's where wholesale and creative finance came into play was i didn't have any money so i either had to get creative or generate capital so i started working on both all right um well, I just know starting out in wholesaling and being able to generate the leads and talk to the sellers and uh, and then present offers and follow up and and then escrow and find the buyers. I mean, it's a lot of work. And for some, for one person to do five to seven deals a month is uh, you were working a lot, weren't you? A lot, yeah. yeah. Um, but to me, I mean, I looked at it as for the first time in my life, I had always had a W-2 and so I'd always had a ceiling. So once I realized I didn't have a ceiling, then it was actually worth, you know, putting in that that work or kind of compounding that effort every single day, if that makes sense. Well, and, and hopefully what the goal is, whether you, you meant it to be or not, is that you quickly find out, I don't have to do all this work, right? I you know, I learned it and I could teach someone else to do different aspects of it. So I don't have to work 14 hours a day to try to make this all happen. Awesome. All right. Nick. I have a question for you, Brendan. Oh, sorry. Before we move on to Nick, um, you mentioned that you offered to uh, call people or, you know, um, yeah, call sellers. So 
uh, I know like in the mentorships with Jeff and stuff, that's some of the things that he teaches and it's, and I've had people, uh, like reach out to me and ask like how they can bring value. When, and when I say like, if you can pre-screen some sellers, that'd be great. Like, where did you find, like, what motivated you to actually want to do that? Because I feel like it's really hard for people to pick up the phone and actually talk to someone else and do that pre-screening. It's just really hard. Uh, yeah. Well, and that, but the, I feel like that's also what gives you the most leverage, right? Like if it's something that most people are not willing to do, then it probably makes you a little more valuable if you're willing to do it. Right. So I just saw it as some even more value that I could provide. Um, but I, I think that what, what, what it came down to is I, with anyone, you want to figure out how can I help you? Are there any glaring holes in your business? Uh, you know, and for me, that was one I could identify after I learned what the process of wholesaling was, I realized, okay, he's doing everything, right? Just like Jeff mentioned, he's doing everything. If I could free up his time, or if I can make some of those calls, or if I can make just as many as him and double his lead flow and his potential deal flow, then that's how I can add the most value at this point. And for, for most people starting out, I think that's probably one of the better ways you could add value to someone. Great question. Agree. Great answer. Um, all right, Nick. So, and if, you, if you're if you listening to this, you don't see Nick, but Nick looks like he's 19 years old. Um, so uh, I, I'm pretty sure you're older than that, but maybe not a whole lot older. So Nick, what's, what's the story? What's your story? I I am 30, uh, but 30 is a new 18 is what I've been saying. There so, you go. Yeah. Feel, feeling like, feeling like this is my first year as an adult, but um, <laughs> my story is really different from Brandon's. I, I spent about six, seven years post-college in the W2 world. Um, I was working for a multi-billion dollar staffing company. I spent a few years in cash finance, so treasury, managing foreign assets, and doing foreign exchange and things like that. Hmm. And then I transitioned, spent a few years in project management. So it was like a really small team doing 200, you know, McDonaldized office build out the year. It's like a four person team doing that. Um, so I, I spent a lot of time just cutting my teeth in that corporate world while Brandon was doing all this. And uh, yeah, I, at a certain point I discovered wholesaling and really just started taking kind of small steps in that direction. So, you know, at, at one point I was sending out text messages and I thought that was, you know, a lot of, hey, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm out here putting in the work. People do that um, all the time, right? That that they convince <laughs> themselves, right? That, and it's better yeah. than nothing, no doubt. But um, yeah, it's the absolutely. avoidance of picking up the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it really was. So to to kind of echo that advice, that's the best that's the best lever that you can pull down when you're getting into this industry is just get on the phone, help someone get on the phone, make as many calls as you humanly can, and that's really where things started to transition transition for me because i met brandon in the same mentorship uh, i think yeah with sub two and really someone just told me you got to get on the phone and start putting in work and that's where everything started to to change for me so you know fast forward two years into discovering what wholesaling and real estate investment was and now i've got you know i'm 
I'm working the project management job. I'm still partially doing some of the treasury functions in the W-2. I've got two different partnerships, uh, not Brandon at that time. I've got multiple VAs. I'm spending every ounce of time that I have either in the W-2 or in real estate investing. And I'm losing my hair, losing my mind, losing, you know, losing everything because it's, it, it just wasn't, uh, it wasn't working out. So I had gotten a couple of deals and I just decided, you know, I'm going to roll all this down and I'm just going to put all my effort into finding someone else's team as an acquisitions person. So I can really focus on sales, really focus on mission creative um, and just really building the skill set that counts in this business. And I, I met Brandon by trying to sell him the deal um oh really we just got to talking yeah i tried to i tried to sell him the deal and we got to talking and he told me basically hey i'm not looking for anyone right now but i can tell you're a really good culture fit and uh the rest was kind of history so <laughs> when, when, when you were I, and i love your story because i think it's really i think brandon's the exception nick i think you're the more road that almost everyone travels, right? That uh, yeah. we try to get into real estate. If we got a job, we're doing them both. And you know, we're, we're trying to dip our toe in. We're trying to make some additional money. We're trying to prove to ourselves that this will work. Uh, and you know, then I can quit my job and um, start doing it. But was were you interested in real estate or what? Why, why were you looking for something else when you had your W-2 job? Yeah, I, I think honestly, I just, I mean, this was three or four years now, I think, ago. So honestly, I drank the Kool-Aid a little bit, financial freedom, everything that I had to offer or supposedly had to offer. I think right. we, we know it's it's a lot more work <laughs> than, than was originally advertised. But uh, yeah, I just, what, the kind of life that I could build and how quickly I could build it, which is true. Um, it just takes a lot more work. So that that was really what got me into it, what it could do for me. And, you know, I have a lot of this, I had a lot of the skill set needed. So. So you became acquisitions working with Brandon. Um, what skill set do you think, or, and I'm not even sure who I'm asking this question of, maybe both of you, but what, why acquisitions? You know, what, what could you bring to the table, Nick, that, um, the, and Brandon, what, what did he bring to the table that you thought, Hey, this could really help me? Well, I think, I, on, I, go ahead, Nick. <laughs> well, I, I think just like I was saying, um, one of the, one of the really good things about getting into a mentorship is seeing whatever there's a thousand people in the mentorship, you can see what a thousand people are struggling, struggling with. Everyone needs more deals. Everyone needs more people on the phone. Everyone needs manpower. And so rather than spend your time learning how to, you know, grueling over analyzing deals and running comps and um, integrating and doing all these different things, it's like most people need deal flow to even get to that point in their right. business. And they need a lot of it you need a lot of deals before you even need half of that integrator stuff. So yep. I just rolled back and said, okay, well, I need that skill set, and I need to learn how to do this on the fly a little bit quicker. And I know someone's going to need that. So 
So you focused on one aspect and became good at it, became competent at it, and then let Brandon kind of do what he does on the rest. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, starting out, it was find a warm body, right? (laughs) No offense to you, Nick, but it was like, at first it was find anyone to alleviate, you know, uh, to give me more time to go do some of the higher money making activities. But I quickly found out and Nick helped me quickly find out that there were, you know, deal flow wasn't a problem at a certain point with, with enough of us calling. It was, he was able to help me identify a lot of holes in the business and obviously just has, we, we have a lot of similar skill sets, but we also differ in a lot of ways. And there's things he can do very quickly that I struggle with. Um, and he's just a lot more detail oriented. So that quickly, you know, led into the relationship growing, you know, to another level. And now I think he knows a heck of a lot more about the business, especially certain aspects on the back end. Um, even or even on the front end that that I couldn't even tell you about. So it's been amazing. So the, the, that's a pol- partner- that's a polite way of uh, of saying I asked too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, this partnership it sounds like started in one way and then evolved into something completely different, which is you know happens all the time. Um, uh, I have uh, an apprentice that. Um, you know, he started with me six, seven years ago and he had moved here from Iraq and could barely speak English. And he went through my program and I was just super impressed by him. Uh, he, he just did not care. Um, and, uh, he's been with my team for the last four years and, um, I I rely on it. He's my right-hand man, right? Um, he handles all kinds of stuff and, um, and he just does it and, um, he could do real estate on his own if he wanted to. And, uh, but he likes being part of the team and, and <laughs> I don't know what I would do without him. So things kind of evolve and you, know, you got to take that chance. And obviously you guys saw something within one another and things have kind of evolved. So, um, good for you guys. Why don't we talk about a little bit and then we'll kind of wrap this episode up and then we'll really get into some nitty gritty stuff. But so, Brandon, you're in Idaho. Nick, where are you? I'm in Maryland. Maryland. Um, So you do everything virtually, correct? Yeah, I've never been to Idaho. (laughs) Okay. And uh, so you have your meetings, your calls, whatever, all virtually. And um, so there's not a lot of face-to-face, well, other than maybe Zoom, right? But um, what markets are you focused on now? Well, we were, uh, we started out in Idaho primarily, then we we added Montana and went into Florida. That went pretty well. Um, uh, Then we decided to kind of branch out a little bit and start messing in some other states. And we got a lot of deals, but um, we weren't quite ready for that. I mean, it's, you know, every deal, it's learning a new market, finding boots on the ground, comping. um, Title companies. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And so we found that 
like you said, you can scale too fast in a lot of ways. And I think that we were doing that. So we've scaled back to, I would say, 80% plus is, uh, of what we do is in Idaho, um, you know, maybe 10 to 15% in Montana and a few properties here and there in Florida for the most part. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you're still wholesaling. What else are you doing? We're Well, obviously we're, we're adapting, right? I would say a year ago, we were probably wholesaling or flipping 70% of our deals and maybe buying creatively on 30%. And I think that's completely flipped now to where at least 70 to 80% of our deals have been creative. Um, but yeah, we're, we're wholesaling. We, um, will wholesale or flip. Um, I am building a, a portfolio, you know, of long-term investments as well. So we buy and hold, um, we, we wrap, you know, we'll set up financing and, you know, wrap those terms to end buyers, whether that be an owner occupant, landlord, et cetera. So we, we do a little bit of everything. Um, primarily we'd like, we'd like to wholesale more, but as this market's changing, we're, we're having a, a harder time just getting deals that deep and finding there's not a lot of buyer activity. Um, you know, the, I would say investors and, and flippers are on the sidelines right now and they want to play the game. And I think one of the, the easier ways we can help them play the game is by structuring terms, you know, correctly. So that's, so that's wholesaling important. creative finance deals. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Okay. Um, you, I know you're involved in some land. Are you in it? Is that stuff that you're involved in development um, and or building, or is it more wholesaling land to developers and builders? Um, so we've got some parcels that we are kind of land banking that cash flow, you know, as that have um, single family homes on them now as rentals. So those are kind of land banks. We have one in the process right now that we are going through entitlement on a multifamily. So that'll be about 30 units and some uh, multifamily units with some commercial space that's in Boise. Um, and that one, we're not sure. We may end up building that out. Um, we may end up building to sell, uh, or we may just end up selling after it's fully entitled. I think we'll kind of evaluate exit strategies, you know, but I think cash is king right now. And I think, you know, having liquidity is, is really important right now. So we're heavily weighing things, you know, looking at through that lens. Y'all and anything that you got to go to the bank for bank financing is, going to probably be a more of a challenge and certainly going to be a challenge uh cash flow wise or holding cost wise because interest rates are not um i i was gonna say not our friend but in reality they are because we're able to go structure a lot more creative finance deals but if we actually need permanent financing um not exactly the greatest time to go to the bank and get it so um all right, so we're focusing mostly on, let's say, two states, right, with a little bit in Florida. Um, uh, and you've, you've started to build a portfolio of rentals, um, uh, and you're staying in the middle um, on some owner finance deals. Uh, do you do any kind of lease option stuff, or is that not part of your... Um... Um, I, don't, I don't purchase on lease option. Um... I shouldn't say that we're purchasing a sub two on a lease option um, right now in Florida, but 
Okay, well, hold on. You're purchasing yeah. a sub two and then going to sell it on lease option? No, we're actually purchasing on a lease option. So to satisfy the lender, oh, I the lender, you know, to clear their, the seller's DTI, yes. we're, we're doing a lease option with the option to purchase it subject to. I got it. Okay. Um, um, and if the, our listeners don't understand that, um, helps the, the seller qualify for a new loan um, because they're going to give certain debt to income 75% or thereabouts. Is that right. about right? Like uh, whatever payment you're paying um, for them. Yes. Okay. Um, subject to, they'll, subject to they'll, they'll typically clear DTI, but it's usually after a year or so. So yeah. they're looking at getting lending immediately. So that kind of satisfies the lender. Yep. And uh, do you sell at all on lease option? Um, I do. I, I did initially. I did a lot of wraps and uh, lease options starting out um, just to help build my cash flow yeah. you know, first before I started holding rentals. Um, and so I think I have three lease options at this time um, where I'll purchase, you know, subject to or seller finance and sell on a lease option. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Brandon and Nick do a little bit of everything, with, which is, you know, after my own heart because that's what we do too. So, um, and what I want to do at this point is unless Nicole, unless you have any additional questions, I want to wrap this I, up. Go ahead. I did, but I think it will be, uh, I wanted to ask like how, um, your numbers have changed Brandon in, uh, flipping. Cause I know it's a different market, but I think it could wait for the next episode. Okay. Well, next episode, what we're going to do is um, what what both Brandon and Nick are really good at is getting no down deals, 0% interest deals, and long-term financing deals. So we're going to talk about what they're doing to generate these leads, how they're talking to these sellers and negotiating these deals, um, and then you know some of their exit strategies as well. And I, I think our audience will really love that. So... Um, so stay tuned for our next episode. Uh, go out and create some terms. Mm-hmm.